I'm feeling really, really excited for this week's podcast. This week, I learned about something which literally blew my mind away and is hopefully going to change the future of all the times I daven shafras. All the coming times when I pray the first prayer of the day, which is known as shafras, is hopefully going to be changed from what I discovered this week. It literally blew my mind away. Here goes. So as I said, everyone knows there's three prayers that we pray every single day. There's the first one called Shachris. There's a second one, which is done in the afternoon, called Mincha. And there's the third one, which is done in the evening, known as Maruf. The first one is the longest tefillah, the longest prayer. So this week, I discovered something phenomenal about the first tefillah, the first prayer Shachris. The first prayer, this chakras was not is not was not just made um, just like that. There was a lot of thought and effort put into creating. And I never realized this before. But this is what I discovered. There's a whole journey to the tefillah. There's a lot going on in this prayer. Starting, let's start right at the beginning. The first thing we do in the prayer of chakras is we thank Hashem and we praise God for making us human and for being able to do all the things that humans do. We can get up in the morning. We're free. We're not slaves. We have solid ground under our feet. Our eyes work. We have clothing. We have shoes on our feet and we can do daily tasks. We can go to the toilet and relieve ourselves. We thank him for giving us knowledge, for giving us what's called the Torah, so we can grow to become better people. So that's the first step of the prayer. We thank Hashem and we establish that we are human beings. We are not animals. We are something above and beyond. That is the first step of our journey. We have now established who we are and what we are. Then we go on to the second step, something known as the carbonus. In English, is the offerings. We talk about all the different things which Hashem, which God told us to bring to Him in the times when we have a, when we had a temple. And there were different bread offerings. There were all different sorts of things. There were spice offerings, katoras. And by doing this, in essence, it's a bit like we are feeding God. These things that we do and that we brought to him in the temple are sort of, in a human's way to understand, is God's food and we gave that to him. That's the first thing we do. We talk about those things and we learn and we know that when we do the offerings, when we say these things, now in the time when we don't have a temple, when we don't have a base on Mikdosh, it's as if we actually did them. Because this is instead of what we did in those days. So the second stage, the second part of our journey is we have brought offerings to Hashem, to God. We have fed Hashem, we have fed our Creator. Then we move a bit further up on the mountain. And we're up to the second, the third step 
we now do what's called Pesukhi de Zimra, which is praises to Hashem, praises to God. And we go through everything, right? We do all different sorts of praises. We start off with a Pesukhi de Zimra about ourselves. Our soul proclaim the praise of Hashem. Then we go on and we say that God is the builder of Jerusalem, the soul of the whole world. We go on to explain the heavens and the clouds and the rain for the earth. He gives animals food, he gives humans food. And we keep on going on and on and we're walking further up this mountain with praises. Then we move on to the fourth step in chakras in our prayer, the fourth step in our journey. We go and we talk about what's called the Birchas Kriyashma, which are the blessings which are said before we proclaim God's oneness. And in those blessings, we say something which is Kodesh, 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 which means holy, holy, holy. Perfect, perfect, perfect is God. And we know that these praises of perfection about God are said by the angels, by the Malachim in heaven. So we are becoming like angels, like Malachim. We are saying these praises and copying what they do. So we have grown further. We have started off as a mere human being. We progressed as someone who feeds and gives things to God. Then we progressed even further and we became things and people which recognize who and what Hashem is by giving all those praise. And then we go even higher and we become the same level and as great as Malachim, as great as the ministering angels, which is why we have the ability and we have the permission to use the praises they do of Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh. Perfect, perfect, perfect is our God, our Creator. And then we hit the next stage, which is proclaiming the Shema, the oneness of God. We stand there, we're standing in front of the room, Hashem's room, God's room, and we say, Hashem, God, you are one. There is nothing but you in the universe. And then we can progress to the highest stage. We step into the room. We take three steps forward before we start Ashmoina Esra, the 18 blessings. And we stand straight, we're standing in front of a God, in front of our Creator. And we are talking personally to Him. I spoke about in the past how when we say and we daven Shemayin Esra, we are literally standing in front of Him. So this is the next stage. After the Shema, after proclaiming oneness, we enter the room. We take three steps forward and we stand literally face to face in front of God. And we ask for everything, for all things that we need to live, for peace, for food, for wisdom, for health, every single thing, all the way going to redemption. And then, when we finish the prayer of the Shemona Esra, the 18 blessings, we take three steps back, exactly the opposite to what we did when we went into the room, and we step out of the room. Then, we start going back down the mountain, until now we've climbed up the mountain, and we've stood on top of the mountain, prayed right in front of God, now we start going down the mountain. We take three steps back, we leave the room. The next thing we do in the prayer, we do something called Ashra Yuvalit Silin, which is again saying the praises of God, 
using the terminology that the angels, that the Malachim use. We say Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh once again. Perfect, perfect, perfect is our God, our Creator, using the angels' terminology. That is in comparison to the stage we did before we entered the room, which are the blessings of Krishna, the blessings of proclaiming God's oneness. Then we go back further down the mountain and we say something called Mizmai She'el Yom HaShabbos, which is another praise every single day of the week. There's another praise which we praise God about, um, which is relevant to the day of the week today. And that is again going back further down the mountain, talking about the praise. Just like when we went up the mountain, we started first with giving food to God, then we did praise. So too when we go down, before we get to the end, we need to do the praising. And then finally, the last stage, stepping down off the mountain, is once again there's something which we say after Shachris, which is called Pitamakatiras, which is also an offering which was brought in the temple. And this is the last thing, we are giving food again, once again to God. So it's basically the whole tefillah, the whole prayer of Shachris is a whole journey. And this blew me away. It's like walking up a mountain. We start off first establishing once again that we are human beings. Then we start off, then we go to the next stage, which is feeding God, the Karbonis. Then we go to stage number three, which is praising God. Then we get to the next stage, number four, which is being like angels, being like Malachim, saying Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodesh. Then we get to the oneness of Hashem. We step into the room using three steps. We talk to God, we let out our hearts, we ask for everything that we need as a nation. Then we start going back down the mountain. Once we are finished, we take three steps back out of the room. We go again to Kodesh, 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 being like angels. Um, in a wallet ceiling. Then we go even further down the mountain and we praise Hashem in the Mizma Shiliyoma Shabbos. Then we go to the bottom, the last step of the mountain, which is the Karbonos, once again, Pitamakatoris, giving food to God. And this, I never, I've been praying the t- prayer of Shachris, the tefillah, the first prayer in the day, my whole life. And I've never thought about it like this. It literally blew me away blew my mind away it's there's there's so much to it there's a whole journey that goes on we start at the bottom of a mountain we go all the way up over the top and then back down and everything each bit correlates to another each bit is opposite another and this literally blew me away i still haven't comprehended it entirely how much thought went into making the prayer of shakras and then last but not, le- but not least, there's a prayer which we say right at the end of Shachris. This prayer is known as Oleinu. And the Ge'oinim say, which are the great sages which lived a long time ago, they say that this is the most powerful praise ever. It's more important and it's more powerful than any other praise in any sort of prayer or tefillah. I'll read you out a passage which it's quoted in the Goinim, in these people. They say, this prayer of Alenu should be recited with intense kavana, which means intense meaning. It should be said standing up. 
it should be said with one's head covered. Why is this? This is because there is no praise like this, Olenu, to our Creator. It is greater than all the praises in the world. We have a tradition that one should say this praise, and when you get to the part of Mishtachavim and Moidim, that's in the middle, we should bow down in fear and trepidation. And it says, when we say this, all the Malachim, all the angels in heaven are listening, and Hashem is standing there in front of us. And all the angels, every single one of them, after we have said this prayer of Alenu, this is what they reply. Fortunate is the nation for whom this is so. Fortunate is the nation whose God is Hashem. And fortunate is the man whose strength is in you. Those who have proper paths in their hearts. This was the final piece of the jigsaw. Finishing, and not only do we finish Shachris with this, we finish every single tefillah, every single prayer with this. Shachris, Mincha and Maru. And this seals it off. And the book I'm learning, the safe I'm learning from Rabbi Shimshon Pincus, Shimshon David Pincus, he says that this prayer is the thing which ensures none of the blessings and the things we got from taking taking down from the mountain. When we were up that mountain and we were in Shmoyna Esra talking to Hashem, begging Hashem to give us stuff, when He gave us all these blessings, what is to ensure that as we're going down the mountain, as we get to the bottom, these things don't get stolen from us and they don't get taken away? So he explains and he says, this prayer of Alenu, this is what seals the things to us. And without this, if we do something wrong, then we may lose some of the blessings. But if we say Alenu, if we say this prayer with the right kavana, with the right meaning, and with trepidation, then this is what seals it for us. And this is what makes that nothing that we got in our Shemona Esra, when we were on top of the mountain, directly in front of God, nothing can be taken away from us. So I hope you've learned something here. I definitely have. And I'm still trying to get over it. Just the whole idea, the whole fact that there's so much behind each prayer. And not only that, there's such beauty to it. Everything fits together like a beautiful jigsaw puzzle. And I'm just thinking that, imagine if we were to leave some of these parts of this prayer out. I mean, I know I do. I don't always say what's called the kabonis. I don't always do the first thing if I'm in a rush. Or more like I hardly ever do it because I'm always in a rush, unfortunately. Now, how does that look? How can I travel up a mountain if I'm missing one of the steps of the mountain? Am I getting up to the top of the mountain? Am I getting up empty-handed? Maybe when I'm going up the mountain, God, Hashem doesn't want to receive me because I haven't fed him first by giving the kobanas. I've just turned up there without the feeding in the beginning, without giving him anything. How does that look? Or maybe I don't even get up there. So I'm not sure how that works. Maybe I'm going to have to start saying every single piece of the puzzle now to get it all correctly. But it's definitely something to think about.